Hi, this is your old friend Dave Alvin, and right this second, you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with your pal Andras Jones. Welcome to the Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempted and fake. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs, which we will randomly select with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging in the basement with Kendall Winter. Hello. Hello to you, <laughs> too. And speaking of two, you're part of a pair. I am. A low pair. I'm the lower. I'm the, he's the higher <laughs> part of the pair. Welcome. <laughs> we are now joined in the basement by your partner in pairing, Lowly. <laughs> lowest, partner in the lowest pair, Palmer T. Lee. Welcome to Radio Hi there. Paul. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What, is that, what does that say in your hat? Sander, it, is this a Bernie it's a Sanders hat? It's Sandstone. It's a band from back home. Oh, okay. It's a really nice hat and yeah. just happens to have their name on it's it. It's a good looking hat. Yeah, thanks. Good looking hat. I'll take a picture it's of it. It's a good it. band, too. Yeah. So, and mm-hmm. speaking of good bands, you're in a good band together. Lowest pair. Oh, shucks. Do you consider yourself a band? A band of We two. once got disqualified from a band competition after we'd won it. <laughs> That's, now we're talking about some Bernie Sanders <laughs> territory. <laughs> <laughs> they disqualified you after you won? Yeah. That's, that is. Some, I mean, after we won the preliminary the round. The preliminary round you know. was just to put your video up and get a bunch of friends to like it. Oh, okay. In their name sort of thing. So that part we got past. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're, no hard feelings. Why? Uh, so, uh, w- okay, yeah. We don't need to. D- we don't need to dwell on. We don't that. need to call anybody out <laughs> on that one thing. But <laughs> That's you. All I mean. <laughs> do you ever play with other? Do you ever play with other? Like with a rhythm section or? It's funny you should ask that. Uh, we haven't up until uh, over the last five years. We haven't, but we just did. On we just spent ten days in Omaha recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did bring a drummer down, JT Bates from Minneapolis. And we did have a rhythm section, a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. So who knows what will happen with that? Stand-up bass or both? We had a like three different ensembles, kind of different amalgamations of people that were passing through. Miwi La Lupa played some bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, the Pine Hearts passed through and they played some songs. Yeah, keyboard. Cool. Yeah. So it's like, is this? So it's a big departure. Sonically. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's huge. We don't even know what it's going to sound like. We yet. don't even know. <laughs> are you working with a producer? Or are you work- yeah. yeah. So who is that? Um, Mike Mogus. He's and kind d- of uh, Connor Oberst's right-hand man. God. Oh, yeah, and you were, you were telling me that your label is Connor I, Oberst's label. Well, he had co-founded it. co-founded it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But his, his primary label is called Saddle Creek, and then Team Love Records was something that he had started. 
a few years ago with a friend of his. I'd rather be on Team Love than Saddle Creek. It sounds like a better place to be. <laughs> Nothing it is wrong. A, it's a good team to be on. Yeah. I mean, of all the teams you're going to be on, that's right. That's pretty much the best, right? <laughs> Agreed. I'm trying to think if there's any other. If, yeah, no. Team Lucky. Team, I, that'd be all right. I'd be okay with Team Lucky. Yeah, but you get lonely. <laughs> well, you could be lucky in love. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Why do you, why do you associate luck with loneliness? Well, relative to love. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yes, compared to... I mean, if you had to choose, I don't know. I guess maybe the teams don't have to be exclusively yeah, yeah. you're only lucky. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't, yeah. I'm only lucky. I don't get I don't get to do anything, anything else. <laughs> but be lucky. That could be a, it's exhausting. I'm just walking around getting lucky all day long. <laughs> don't have time for anything else. Uh so and uh it, and so it, you've been a uh, you've been a lowest pair for 5 years. Yeah. And yep. this new record is going to be coming out in 2019, you think? We sure mm-hmm. hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And does Mike have, you said you it's going to sound very different. Does Mike have a, the producer, do you feel like he has a vision for this record that you're like, okay, we're just going to put yourself, put ourselves in your hands, make a sound. I feel like he kind of does have a vision the way that he talked about it, but also the way he talks, it made it like the way that he communicates made it sort of challenging to figure out what that vision might be. Um, but he definitely seems like a visionary type of person. Um, He's, he's inspired. He's always he's had a lot of ideas while we were working on it. So. I love I, mm-hmm. I I love getting to work when you when it's someone you trust and you mm-hmm. like with and you trust them, being able to relinquish that sense of like okay, it has to sound like this, and letting someone else do that must be a re- I, I found that to be a, a wonderful experience. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's totally. I feel like usually I'm like somebody that wants to be like listening to every mix and like really picking and choosing, and it is I have total trust in his. Us, uh, aesthetic that even whether or not it's like something that I like is it's that it will be good. It's it doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of fun to be surprised by your own music when mm-hmm. you let someone else do something with it. It's still yours, and you. It's kind of like oh, I get I get to get credit for the, all these wonderful ideas that <laughs> they're yours. Right? Yeah, yeah I'm it'll be, pretty it'll excited be a different about it. Trip yeah. for us because we put out five records, I think, in that in five years, and yeah, and mm-hmm. um. They've all just been the two of us with a little. No, that's not true. There's a little bit of production on a couple of them, but production. You yeah, mean like a sparse. little reverb or production? Mm-hmm. Like, like a bass player on a couple tracks right. on a record, or um, us singing background vocals for ourselves on one of the records. Yeah, just kind of weird things, um, but not much on any of the records. Not like not like being in a room full of a band. This, I think, this record we only did two songs, just ourselves by ourselves. And everything else, I think we had bands. So that's way different. Yeah. And usually we recorded all our records in like two days, or and this we had ten days to kind of just see what happened. So and we put down sixteen tracks. So we have to we have to take some of those and make them B-sides. Make an EP yeah, or something. B-sides. Yeah, B-sides. Yeah. yeah. Do you have? Are you going to put out forty fives? Why not? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, they're expensive and hard to sell, but that's why not. it sounds that's fun. <laughs> that's why you got Team Love. Right, right, exactly. They're not Team Thrifty. <laughs> team Love. They right, love. Right. 45s, love them. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's let's get into your question for the Pop Oracle. I know that you were agonizing over it a bit. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm kind of at a crossroads in a number of ways in my life, so I was kind of trying to pick kind of an area to ask the oracle about. Um, and I guess one juncture is like trying to figure out um, what sort of growth I should be seeking as far as like learning versus creating. That's kind of been a struggle as far as like how I spend my time. Mm-hmm. So the question is, finding a balance between learning and creating or what should you be focused more on or yeah i mean balance i guess would be ideal but i tend to be the type of person that like just really gets excited about a thing and caught up in a thing and really wants to drive in that way mm -hmm. um and i can really thrive once i have like a trajectory set um and i think you know other things you know like whether i'm just focused on learning i'll create things along the way or just if i'm focused on creating i'll learn things naturally that way you know um but like just how to spend my time like learning fiddle tunes or folk songs or other you know like con uh contemporary songwriters to kind of get different ideas as far as like chord structures and things like that go or should i be spending more time really just exploring my own personal creativity and seeing what kind of growth happens in that direction just through like you know bushwhacking on my own got it got it okay well we've exhausted the wheel of eight we have used the radio eight cards now we are down to the binary oracular divination tool or you as you may know it the coin we call it the radio eight coin there are two songs left on the board song number one waiting for the taker and song number three dreaming of Babylon. So one of those is going to be the answer to your question. And now to figure out what it is, you get to flip the radio eight coin came up heads, which means it's song number one, waiting for the taker. That was a real nice flip, too. Some people just can't. They're just all over the place. I would have definitely fumbled a flip right there. I was hoping it was this one because I hear the other one all the time. I haven't heard this one in a long time. We don't just get to sit back and listen very often.
that country western track. The dog lives, you wanna hit that line and you get your baby back. I wanna stop the time. That was Waiting for the Taker from Kendall Winter, the answer to Palmer's question about whether to be more focused on learning or uh, but more focused on creating input or output, right? Mm -hmm. So that song is a song that you played when we did the Radio 8 Ball at Kitzel's. That yeah. song came up. So when I saw it on the list, I was excited to hear it again and see how it how it shifted in terms of its meaning. But do you want to tell, I, I know the background of the song a little bit, but do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the background of the song? Sure, yeah. I wrote, I wrote that song when I had my dog, Sam, who's a 110-pound yellow Labrador. Um, and when he was getting really old and he wasn't able to walk anymore, and I knew his time was kind of coming near and his head literally was like laying in my lap while I was like singing to him and I was like oh this sucks <laughs> mm -hmm. this sucks I mean, we both of us kind of know we're waiting around for the taker now right so that's that's what it that's what it was for me yeah yeah and Palmer you're familiar with the song I'm sure mm. what did you think about that as the answer to your question I'm not entirely sure 
Well, I have some ideas, and I'll throw okay. some ideas out, and then maybe mm-hmm. something will come to you. Well, first of all, waiting seems to be is more of a receptive. Seems like it's a receptive mm. place. It's in a place like I'm. I'm waiting for some something to arrive that's going to be active. The t- in the the taker in this case. So, and obviously, I, this is a very specific story. But if we take it out of that story and just think about that sense of of waiting, when you think about waiting, do you think of that being more like? Does that describe the way you your creative process is, or does that describe? I would align that with creative process absolutely. Yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. because the way inspiration strikes, you sort of have to it's, be there and ready. And yeah, exactly. Where it's almost more of like a channeling process. And you never, yeah, you never quite know. Mm-hmm. You just kind of, you know, twiddle your thumbs and hopefully you have an instrument in your hand when something hits. <laughs> right. <laughs> or a notebook nearby or something. Yeah. Do you have a relationship to dogs or dog energy? I have kind of a strange relationship with dog energy. I grew up with dogs. Mm-hmm. I love dogs. I had dogs all my life until um, I left home at, you know, I don't know, 19 or something. Um, but then, like, what was it, maybe five years ago or something like that, I had gotten um, attacked by two different dogs within the same month. First really? time, First time and last time it ever happened to me, just like twice in a month um were they friends do- dogs one of them or? was a dog that i knew but i kind of like i was coming home from the bar it was like two thirty in the morning and she was out in the backyard um there's like a party going on with my neighbors downstairs neighbors and um she just ran right up to me and got a hold of my hand um she's a pit bull so she really got a hold of it you Ooh. know um and uh but it was it was pretty brief, and she realized who I was pretty quickly. But it really messed my hand up pretty bad. It was pretty swollen and pretty cut up. Um, and the other the other one was a complete stranger. I was actually on the phone with Kendall when it happened. Um, that must be scary for you, Kent. Like, what's going on? Yeah, like, I got to call you back. There's a dog on my <laughs> leg. You know, yeah, that was that one was really messed up. Where was that? Uh, just you know, maybe ten blocks from where I was living. You know, same neighborhood. In- um, in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this dog had like lunged at me and snapped the chain that it was on. And um, I was just on the sidewalk and it got a hold of my leg and I had to like punch it in the head a couple of times and then like kind of keep my foot between it and me. And then yeah. I scooted, scooted across the street. And by the time I got across the street, it left me alone. Um, wow. Yeah. And this was when? This is. It was about, it was like. Right before we like officially started the band, About so five, five and a half years ago or so. Wow. Can I just, yeah. Can I like? Yeah. Just say though, like I feel like even though the song is about my dog Sam, like Sam was not like I feel like it's not it's not dog energy so much is it like Sam was like my like heart like like I got him when I was like after my bat mitzvah when I was thirteen and mm-hmm. I had him like up until I was like twenty six and it was like it was more of like he was like my whole being like he was all I knew he was my comfort yeah he was like my like safety blanket. Well, I feel like for I don't I don't have any pets right now. I don't feel like it's fair to to live with an animal the way I live. <laughs> but the well, it's, well I, but I stay with people who have who have dogs, and I feel like that's a people's relationships with their dogs are not like they're serious. Those are yeah, ser- like every the way people talk about their their relationships with dogs is very personal and like that. What you're saying, it's like right. it's a it's a deep relationship i think 
that yeah. is that is that's part of dog energy is that they love so f- fully right that they do but like but i i and then that like brings it was, out it was yeah. for me like this whole like i it was like my youth it was my whole growing up it was right. like everything i knew so when, I, like, knowing I cared for my whole i mean uh knowing your your partner in, in lowest paradigm what do you think the song how the song might relate to his question um Creativity versus I don't think they're ex- mutually exclusive so much, but I do think I would. I think the creative. I would. I would say that is how you write. Like you open up space and wait for. And the taker seems maybe like a harsh way to say it, but like a for the t- maybe the taker pulls out the thing, mm-hmm. the creative like uh, juices out of you and like right. like you can pulls out a song from your you know from your the space you create for it. And as your bandmate, I hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it is about balance, right? But yeah. there's also you know, you're asking about where you are right now. What's the focus now? Right. And well, and I like that the idea that your creati- you approach creativity as a receptive thing. Like I when I when I was thinking of waiting for the taker, I was thinking, oh well, that sounds more like uh, more like learning, mm. but. Again, that's just a different a different way of approaching it. So the answer is different for each person who's looking into the mirror of it, right? Right. So, yeah, waiting for the taker. That is, I, sometimes I want, like, we're recording this now, and so there's, there's the sense of, like, wanting to fill up the space with us talking, but there's also, I, there, I always get to a certain point in the show where I'm like, Maybe could we just all sit in silence and ponder that yeah, for like a minute? <laughs> it does seem like there should be some space to like think about it. Cause you're like, oh, I don't have that answer. Well, I'm trying to think of cherry pie on the table. Like I'm trying to think of other lyrics that are in it. Um, Lone cowboy usually is writing songs on the plane. Or... Yeah, it kind of has these illusions of like past things. Like, do you hear the one? You know? Yeah. Do you? You know? Um, which initially, when I was listening to it, kind of reminded me of like learning folk tunes or, mm-hmm. you know, like you know old stories, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, then, but waiting for the taker. Maybe it's just like balance, dude. <laughs> like, don't worry about either one. They're just focus on exclusive. the balance, man. Yeah. <laughs> write a little, read a little, write a little, read a little. Maybe neither of the potential well, answers uh, you were wanting are the ones that you need. Well, it's it's similar. It's a similar kind of question that. Uh, I think Joey asked sort of like, should I be focusing on one thing or just focusing on all these different things? And I, I do feel like there's a, like, there's this, we have a lot of, there's a tendency to want to approach life as an either or mm. thing. But when you set up a sort of a dialectic between learning and expressing, I just feel like it's like a, it's like the difference between breathing in and breathing out. Like you have to, you have to inhale to exhale. And when you're through exhaling, the natural thing to do is inhale, right? So you can, we're always in this flow of both, right? But like you say, balance is the, is what you strive for. If you're all exhale, you're going to, well, you're going to (laughs) die, right? So I hope that was a, a useful answer for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Some good reflection to come out of that. Good, good. And, uh. I look forward to seeing you on down the road with the lowest pair. 
Palmer's also got a solo record coming up. Oh, really? Tell us. Good, good job, Kendall. Had tossing the ball. <laughs> a promotion there. Yeah. He was going to just just leave that on the table, not tell us, keep it a secret. So, what is uh, what's the new record? Uh, it's called Winebringer. I made it a couple of years ago. Um, it's kind of a you know mopey uh, breakup record. Um, Winebringer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, uh, that, that doesn't sound mopey at all unless it's spelt W H I N E. No, yeah. Well, it's it's a uh, um, it's a reference to uh, like Sufi poetry. Um, they refer a lot to like um, you know like uh, like God is the source of all wine. You know, wine is the uh, the metaphor for just like joy, the joy of pr- the present moment, you know, the joy of now, the joy of the ultimate truth of love or whatever. And then the wine bringer, um, otherwise, you know, bartender or the or your friend with a large, you know, wine cellar, you know, those are the people who provide you with these little nuggets of wisdom or like uh, people who bring that aspect of the ultimate joy into your life. And are you, do you follow... Suit, uh, a, a Sufi I'm, practice, or uh, no? I'm not. Re- I'm not religious, really. Yeah, but I just I really like poetry, and I've always been very intrigued and curious by like uh, spirituality, mysticism in particular. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Sufi poetry. Some of the that's if you're going to go to a philosophy for some poetry, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Wine is also good. I like it as a metaphor. <laughs> right. I like Maybe it as a, as a literal compliment to my meals. <laughs> I liked it a little bit too much last night. <laughs> I, mean, I did too last night. <laughs> it was, I hope to like it a little bit more it's tonight. It's dark and stormy. <laughs> Just get me to the solstice, please. <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah, and the album's coming out on uh, January 19th, 18th. rather. Excellent. So about a month before a month two, this yeah. comes out. Will you be on tour through February? Um, yeah, until uh, the tour will go through February 13th. Then I'll be back and only on the 14th. Okay, right about when this comes out, you'll be finishing up your tour. Mm-hmm. So I hope you all went out and saw that <laughs> and look for the next one. If you missed it, well, I know you're kicking yourself, but uh, but he's going to keep touring. I'll still have CDs for sale. Yes. Come find me. Excellent. And that's from Team Love, too? It is, yeah. They love you, Team Love. We love so them. So much love. They got a Kendall Winter record. They got a Lois Pear record. They got a Palmer T. Lee record. Any other projects that you're working on that are Team Loved? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we maybe we have that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So, well, thanks for coming down to the basement. Yeah. Thanks for having me. For sharing your your thoughtful question. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. 
one time when there was that wise old holy man You know the one, he invented the soda can And he named it everything and said Look now y'all can just hold it right in your hand Ah, jeez, ah, jeez So tell me what you're getting all bent out of shape for So tell me what you're getting all bent out of shape for